This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Saturday afternoon in the big city. Ty Butler going with you until 6.30. Snow starting to come down outside. But we'll keep you covered here on 98.7 ESPN for the next three and a half hours. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler. Head over to the gram. Add me there as well. And, of course, you can join the conversation at 800 919 3776 345 Justin Termini NBA Radio he's going to hop on the program we will do all things NBA uh 545 we will head to the NFL network to talk to Cynthia Freeland but before that I should have mentioned 5 o'clock uh Kaz Kazim's going to come on the show he was excited last night after that after that win so uh he put a tweet out that that caused me to say you know what you got to pop on the show tomorrow he's like yo bring on Boston <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, let's do this. Let's get it popping. So, so much to do today. We're about an hour shy of kickoff between the Steelers and the Ravens. It's, it's you know, it means everything for Pittsburgh because uh, with a win and some help, they get into the postseason. Ravens resting their starters. They locked up the number one seed last week. Uh, so today, inactive, Zay Flowers, Odell Beckham Jr., Lamar Jackson, Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey, uh, Kevin Zeitler, and Malik Harrison. Uh, so they're essentially punting on this game, and Pittsburgh uh, should be able to get this one done. Tonight, of course, we've got a big matchup in the AFC South between two teams that technically still could win that division, Texans and Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Or Regardless of, of you know who gets in the, to the playoffs between these two teams, it is a fabulous story. Uh, so we'll get to the NFL of it all, and then and I think I want to talk some baseball today. I want to hear from some Yankees and, and Mets fans just because I have some thoughts on free agency and, you know, ahead of, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting. It can't, can you believe it? About six weeks from now, you'll get pitchers and catchers reporting to spring training. So we'll we'll tap our toe in, in into the baseball. But we do got to start with what happened last night. And I want to hear from the Knicks fans today, 800-919-3776. Uh, before the season, you circled this on your calendar because you thought, you could be auditioning for the services of Joel Embiid, right? Uh, after the Harden debacle, they trade him away, and you, you start to hear rumblings. Embiid could grow frustrated just because, you know, he's been dealing with so much out there, right? Like Ben Simmons, James Harden. He needs to go somewhere where he can win. But those rumors have since faded. Why? Because Philly all of a sudden became one of the best teams in basketball. So last night for the Knicks was an important lit, uh, litmus test. Anytime you play that top-tier team in the East, a la the Celtics, the Bucks, and to a lesser extent the Sixers, it feels bigger than it actually is because it's a good measuring stick of, of where you stack up against the top-tier teams. And coming into the game, they, had, they hadn't played Philly yet, but they were 1-6 against Boston. So I, I'm sitting on the edge of my couch excited for the prospect of how can this Knicks team measure up against one of the best teams in the NBA? And I'll tell you, that's a statement win. By every metric, it is the most impressive victory of the season. Even better than the Christmas Day game at home against Milwaukee. Even better than the win you had uh, against the Timberwolves. At one point, the Knicks led by 39. Which means they were on the favorable end of a damn near 50-point turnaround. They trailed by 10 early. Shout out to Miles McBride. All you know, all the questions that we rightfully had about you know who's going to step off that bench didn't get answered last night. But you saw you know some semblance of you know maybe this guy can become an integral piece off that off that bench unit. 
hitting four threes in the first quarter. And I thought that that was an important stretch for their their psyche, for him individually. And it boosted the team's confidence because after he did that, it, it, it was prime for takeoff for the Knicks. And, you know, on a night where Julius Randle goes one of 11, the Knicks hang 128 points on the league's second-best defense in the NBA en route to a 36-point win. Philly's got the fifth-best record in the entire league. They had won three straight games at home. So not only do the Knicks, as I mentioned, they beat the Wolves. They've got the second-best record on Christmas. You beat the you know, the Bucks. They've got the uh, second-best record in the East. So you're talking about a stretch where the Knicks now have three wins over five of the best teams in the league. And I thought that last night was the most impressive one, just given the circumstances. Right off the gate, right out the gate, you thought, all right, this smells like a blowout win for Philly. Then the Knicks just went unconscious from beyond the arc. And Philly just was demoralized. They they got detonated. And even though Embiid finished well with 30 points, it felt like the game came hard to him. I th- I thought they did an excellent job uh really um presenting challenges from him, for him on both ends because they were going at him defensively as well. So I, I just come away from that feeling good about you know, what we've seen from this team. They're now 3-0 and post the OG on an OB trade. We'll get to you know the, the details of that in a moment. But if you look at the Knicks, remember last year after they traded for Josh Hart, one nine straight. This year, trade for OG, they've won three straight. So clearly this team has answered the bell and responded to the front office making shrewd moves. In the last 18 months, I, I just have to give credit. You know, he doesn't talk to the media. Would love for him to do that. But Leon Rose, got to give him credit, man. Bringing in Brunson, DiVincenzo, OG, and Hart, all guys who have thrived in this system and have brought that energy and passion to a team that needed it. And it has so profoundly resonated with this fan base. So last night I thought was 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 awesome and it's funny because I mentioned uh, Randall going one for eleven. We would get a ton of phone calls today on how, how much you know Julius Randall he stunk needs to get shipped out of town. People would be destroying this guy today had the Knicks not won that game because I, I, I just watching him it looked like not only it, the struggling is one thing, but he was forcing shots. It, it was you know a bunch of turnovers, taking mindless threes didn't come into the in the flow of the offense and I forget what the game was earlier in the season that I thought served as an excellent blueprint for him but I would love to see in the maturation of his game we we know he's a, he's an all-star level player and I I don't have to continue to to beat the drum of how Nick fans just take this guy for granted like you can marvel at the fact that you've been to the playoffs in two of the last three seasons but that doesn't come without his services and without his production. But what I would love to see from Randall is like, the way you elevate your game, the way you, you mature is to still be effective despite not shooting the ball well. We know you can score. We, we, that's your calling card. That is your best asset. You are a scorer. You can bang down low. You're tough. You can rebound. And you're not afraid of the smoke in the paint. We love that. But on nights where you simply don't have it, can we see you be effective in other areas? When that double team comes, kicking it out to your shooters. Because you have a bevy of them now. Kicking it out uh, to the slashers, setting screens, like the little things 
that may not necessarily show up in the box score, but we can watch and observe, yeah, this is a guy clearly doesn't have his shot going for him, but he's team-oriented. He's finding other ways to remain involved and engaged, and that's ultimately what's going to help this team uh, get to whatever that next level is. Because like once, however you feel about R.J. Barrett, and, and my thoughts on him are well-documented, I just felt like he was never going to reach the potential of you know what was required of the number three overall pick, especially for this team that desperately needs a star. But regardless of how you feel about him, I mean, what we've learned is there is now an elevated level of responsibility, particularly on the offensive end, for Jalen and for Randall. And when those guys aren't giving you 25 and 30-plus, it's going to be hard for this team to win if they don't get contributions elsewhere. And and we didn't know where that was coming from, right? Like before, uh, we raved about how their bench was formidable, one of the best benches as far as production in all of basketball. Uh, But last night, you got to give love to Grimes, hit some big threes, Miles McBride I mentioned, Dante DiVincenzo has just been on a heater all season long. And, of course, Jalen Brunson doing Jalen Brunson things last night, continuing uh, to be awesome, giving you 29 points uh, to go along uh, with three rebounds and and two assists. But uh, this is a total team effort. It's a great win. And I also want to show some love to to Tom Thibodeau coming into this season. How much pressure is on him? Well, he's going to enter the final year of his contract. We know in sports you don't really, you know, love the lame duck coach, so you want to try to get that figured out at some point. And I, I think he's just been phenomenal. This team is – you watch them, they look well coached. And even if – they, I don't think they can win a championship. And that's more of a just talent deficiency, right? Like the, the Bucks and the Celtics, to me, are clearly on a higher tier. I don't think this Knicks team can win a championship. But – what you don't ever come away from this team saying is, yeah, they didn't give enough effort. There wasn't enough try hard. Like those guys, even the little things, diving for loose balls, fighting over screens, not quitting on plays. We saw that a bunch last night, the not quitting on plays, especially w- when it came to rebounding. And Hartenstein, that's another guy. Like, I, I, at some point, we are going to see the... Um, the the results of the Knicks missing Mitchell Robinson, and and to some degree you have, but Hartenstein's been that good. He's clearly a little bit of an upgrade offensively. Uh, And defensively, he's kind of made his presence shown, right? Like the block shots are there. He's fighting in the paint. He's keeping possessions alive. So, I mean, what is there to complain about right now? We'll get to, like, big picture. You know, what what does last night mean I, I see Nick fans. Uh, I actually heard the end of Pat O'Keefe's show, and they played a drop of you know some guy saying, "Yeah, we're going to the finals." If that's how you feel, call us up, man. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. I want to get your reaction to that because uh, are we there yet? Are we at that point where it's like, yo, bring on the Bucks, bring on the Celtics? We want all the smoke. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. The phone lines already lighting up. We'll get it popping. Go until six thirty. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Ty D. Butler on Instagram as well. Going to keep you posted on the football. We'll talk about that next hour. A whole lot to do on this Saturday afternoon. Ty Butler going with you until 630 right here on 9870 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN.
starting to come down. We're supposed to get hit with this this snowstorm this weekend. And amazingly, we've gone something like 700 days without snow. February 2021 was the last time we, we got hit with some snow. So I'm hoping that this is much to do about nothing. I don't want to jinx it because, you know, our, our city can't handle that type of pressure. We, we just, we're a deer in the headlights. And I think as a society, once precipitation starts hitting, we kind of lose some brain cells where everyone just is clueless about what to do, how to drive, how to walk. So it's just too much chaos. And that's the last thing we want happening this weekend. Uh, but excited to be here with you Saturday. Don't love the date, January 6th, but uh, uh, we'll keep it pushing. 800-919-3776, talking Knicks. Most impressive win of the season. What are your expectations now? Are you dreaming of Eastern Conference Finals or dare I say NBA Finals? Because I did hear some chatter about that. Chatter I disagree with, but I want to talk to y'all. So let's do it. Let's go to Spring Valley. Batting leadoff today is James. What's good, my G? What's going on? What's going on, Ty? Big shout out to the company. First things first, Happy New Year, my guy. If I haven't wished you, I hope everything is good with you and the fam. I I appreciate it, James. I I will say uh, six days into the new year, we've hit our expiration date on wishing people Happy New Year, but I'll let it slide just because you're James and you're my guy. But what else you got? What's going on? Appreciate it. Like, listen, man, I need the Knicks because my other teams uh, have given me a terrible 2023. So I need the Knicks right now. And that was a statement win. I've got to be honest. That was a statement win. 48 points off the bench. You know, got you know, got to give a big shout out to Miles McBride and Grimes. And I think what you said is true. But here's my question, though. I think the Knicks presently constructed, if they don't make another move, I feel like their, their ceiling is second round and done if they get the four seed. I think the Knicks still need another move for the season. I'm not saying, you know, the Knicks should go after, go after a star because, let's be honest, there's no star available. I think Knicks fans have to be realistic. There's, there's no Giannis available. There's no Luka available. But if there's, like, a shrewd move that the Knicks can make, like maybe like a Malcolm Brogdon or a Jordan Clarkson, someone to give the, give the bench a little bit more depth and scoring to give Jalen Brunson the blow instead of, like, him having to play 40 minutes every night. Is there, like, a move the Knicks could make? Because if the Knicks can get a bench move, I think they could probably push to probably reach the conference finals, make a push for it. I, do I think it's realistic? Mm, that's, that We'll see. But let's just pump the brakes on the Knicks are going to the finals. I think the Knicks fans need to stop drinking a little bit of the Kool-Aid. Hey, listen, I, I appreciate the uh, the call, James, and the the level-headed assessment of this team. The reality is, while excited coming off the most impressive win of the season in my eyes, you are not going to win a championship. I don't think you're getting past round two. Because I look at the, the, the Eastern Conference, and it's with, with you know all due respect, because I do enjoy watching this, uh, watching this team, but if if Milwaukee and Boston uh, and Boston finish as your top two seeds in the East, they are going to be on opposite sides of the bracket, which means that assuming you get past that round one series, you are going to be on the road against either the Bucks, who just acquired Dame two years ago, just won a championship, and Giannis, you know, still might be the best player in the NBA, or you're going up against the Celtics. Two years removed from winning or from getting to the finals, just added Drew Holiday, got Tatum, Brown, Chris Stapps. They're loaded. 
All of a sudden, Celtics fans are talking about Derek White. Should he be an all-star? They're crazy, but he's been really good for them. Like That's a team that, that's, that's just deep. I don't think you're getting past either of those groups. It's, it, it comes down to you don't have enough talent, high-end talent. Because when I've got Giannis, Dame, and Middleton, and you're sending me Randall, Brunson, and OG, you're, you're, you're essentially drawing dead outside of some significant injury happen, happening. Especially if I've got home court advantage. And we did see the, uh, the, the Bucks. Well, they won three or four so far against the Knicks this year. And then with the Celtics, that's a matchup I, I like even less just because, as I said, the depth defensively, they're just, you know, a tough team to handle. And then they've got such a high ceiling offensively that you just don't go into it feeling great about your chances. Now, I will say, just to kind of retort my own look at, at, at this uh, Eastern Conference, the two biggest questions to me for, for Boston and, and Milwaukee have to do with, one, they share it. If, if we do the Venn diagram, what's in the middle is coaching. And I, I'll ask Justin Termini about this. Like, do we feel good about Joe Mazzula late in games? Because we saw in the playoffs, he was a disaster. Now you can say it, it's year one, he was overwhelmed. I don't know that the Celtics, I don't even know if it's execution or if it's simply just not having the right plan late in games. Because sometimes it feels like, you know, Jalen Brown thinks he's MJ Tatum. Like, does he want the shot? Like, it, it just feels a little messy there late in games and crunch time. And that comes down to me to coaching. And then, of course, Chris Stapps has to, re- to remain healthy. With the Bucks, same thing. I don't love Adrian Griffin. And I, I think um, a, a bigger question to be asked, too, is defensively. Like, we knew they were not going to be the same team once they lost Drew. I just... I just watched the Bucks. I'm not used to, with this group, with Giannis, Middleton, Brook Lopez, I'm not used to seeing them be so bad on, on, on the defensive end. Like, you saw what the Knicks did to them on Christmas. That was embarrassing. But all of that said, I just I just think that, that their, the Knicks' ceiling is, is a round two exit. And, by the way, I'll say, watching that game last night, I know this is not the best um, measure of it, just because it was a blowout. I'd be excited for Nick Sixers first round. That would be a lot of fun. Let's hit Paul and Hollis. What's up, Paul? How you doing? Happy New Year. What's up, Ty? How you doing, homie? I'm doing well, man. Happy New Year. What's good? So, first of all, we got to give props to the Knicks organization. The way they're handling bringing in players and and, 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 and being active and precise of bringing in pieces and fitting them together because they work and moving pieces out because they're not working. That's a key, key attribute that they have there. Something that I think, you know, the Jets could pick up on, but that's another story for another (laughs) day. But but that's, that's big. Imagine Um, that, Paul, imagine years ago, I saying, you know what? I wish jet management were more like the Knicks management. Like it's, it's insane. Like the, (laughs) Like, it's crazy we've gotten here. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. But as we digress, um, they're on a good path. We don't want to say they're championship medal. Not yet, but they're on a good path. They're moving in the right direction. That's the best that can be said for about what's happening with them right now. And you're talking about being a Nick, a Nick um, 
a Nick person for over 40, 50 years, this is the best path they've been on in a long time. It is. Appreciate the call, Paul. I, I, I utter all of those sentiments, gave credit to the front office. You just look at what they've done the last 18 months. Jalen Brunson, no one thought he was going to be this good. I criticized the move just because I'm thinking, man, like that's the, you're 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 giving him that money. They, they he's been he's been an all star caliber player. Dante Divincenzo, I raved about. It. I knew in this system with Tibbs that like he was just going to be great, and he's hitting he threes at even a higher clip than I than I imagine, which is awesome for this for this group. OG and Hart, I mean. That's the core of guys that you would love to have go to war with, you know, in, in, in some type of a, a title run once you get that next start. Let's go to American Hit Rob. Uh, what's good, Rob? How you doing? Hey, Ty. First of all, I wanted to congratulate you on your rise to power. I was listening to you guys when you were sprinkling in a little time here or there. You're doing great. It's a pleasure Thank you, listening man. To you. Appreciate you, bro. All love. So the, the last caller, I mean, spot on. He hit it right on the head. I'm about the same age. I was a fan with back in the Michael Ray and Ray Williams days. And uh, I can't remember Nick's management being this, um, you know, sufficient and doing the right thing and staying patient. This trade quickly was offered an extension, and he's due to get paid a big, big number, and he's deservedly so. But we can't pay him six months, you know, that kind of money to our sixth man. Yeah. Um, OG fits in like a glove. Um, the only thing I want to disagree with you, Ty, when you say they can't win the championship, the Pistons can't win the championship. The Miami Heat made it to the finals without their third best player. Last yeah, year. Uh, I, Rob, Miami weren't they? They were in the finals in 2020. They also have the best coach in basketball. Jimmy Butler's a, a different player in the playoffs. And let's be fair, I don't want to take anything away from Miami. Giannis getting hurt in that first round series uh, did the Bucks in. If Giannis stays healthy, they don't get past. Milwaukee. So things broke their way in addition to the culture they built in Miami. I hear you. I hear you. But also, we have a couple of X factors. Now, you mentioned DiVincenzo. I love him. 38 points a couple games ago. That's yeah. uh, That could be, I mean, when he gets on fire, he's nuts. The X factor is Quentin Grimes. So 19 points last night. If he watches a little tape on a guy named Ray Allen, he's got to start coming off screens because his release is so quick, yeah. he's so accurate. If he starts getting up about 14 to 15 shots a game, I think we're going to be really good, man. I appreciate the call, Rob. I, I agree um, somewhat. He's not going to get 14 to 15 shots a game playing with uh, Randall and Brunson. OG needs some shots. You mentioned Dante. So the ball is going to be you know, shared amongst those guys. But I agree from the standpoint of he can be a serious weapon because – you know, defensively, he brings it. He's athletic. You mentioned Ray Allen. I don't know if I'd go that far. People forget, like, Ray Allen, you know, back at, back in the day, attacking the basket, right, with the Sonics. You know, he, he was able to get to the basket, which Grimes can do as well. So I, I agree. Like, if, if this guy takes this game um, up a notch and can be consistent from beyond the arc, we know Tibbs is going to reward those guys who play defense, which he does. I think he can absolutely be an integral part of this team. Metropolitan Entertainment welcomes Tool to Madison Square Garden for two nights, Friday, January 12th, and Saturday, January 13th. That's next weekend. ESPN New York has your chance to score ticket at, at tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Scroll down to contest and submit your entry 
brought to you by Metropolitan Entertainment. Tool tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Back to your phone calls in a moment. We'll talk to Terminator in 15 minutes. Reacting to the Knicks beating the Sixers last night. Got some NFL on the table. Talk baseball as well with you right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. I think the last 700 days without it, we've been fine. We've managed. And like I mentioned 20 minutes ago, it's just the onslaught of chaos because people's like IQ you know, takes a, a bit of a hit once there's any type of precipitation involved. So um, if, if, there, if there is some type of snowstorm, be safe out there, guys. Drive safely. 800-919-3776. Uh, Julius Randle was on NBA Today. Uh, had a sit-down with Malika Andrews. And was asked, what do you say to the critics who tell you you don't have enough to win a championship? I've been here. This is my fifth year here. Yeah. I think, yeah, my fifth year. Uh, I've heard it all. Uh, to be honest, I've heard it all about myself. I've heard it all about this team. And, you know, I just know one thing. Every year we continue to get better. What we believe in our locker room, we genuinely feel like we have a chance to win versus anybody we play against. And if you remember what he looked like in year year one when Nick fans wanted to run him out of town, he's a completely different player. He had a stinker last night, and I know I sound a, a bit like a, an apologist how, how much I defend him. I just I, I just think that he's taken for granted, and I get like the optics of it sometimes aren't visually pleasing the way he plays the game, but he's super productive. Every year he's in the All Star conversation. He's a two time All NBA player. Uh, this guy is he's a legitimate dude. And what you love about him too is the toughness. Like I remember um the, the in that Bucks game. I, I it was either the, the 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 Christmas Day game or the Saturday game where him and Bobby Porters are going after it and you know he talked about that's one of the only players in basketball and I'm paraphrasing who matches my my physicality, who who wants to smoke. And I, lo- I love that about J- Julius. He's he's a physical dude. And for all the, you know, Nick fans who who reminisce about 90s basketball, this guy the, the league is completely different now, of course. But this is one of those as Stephen A would term it, uh, rough riders. He's going to bang down low. He's he's going he's going to play with heart. And the the playoff struggles are always going to be at the forefront of your mind. But I just think that because of the, you know, totality of the package and you given uh, what he's done in the regular season, I I I I, I want to see him this. I'm excited to see what this playoff run looks like for him. Last year dealt with the injury uh, in that Hawks series. It was the first time uh, they had made the playoffs, and it was just an excellent game plan. Nate McMillan just decided I'm going to put a, a small guard on him, and every time he gets into the paint, we're going to double. And and Julius and and that was also on Tom Thibodeau. They couldn't make the adjustment. Um, so I'm excited to see him in the playoffs this year. Here was Stephen A. Smith. Um, <laughs> he reacted to the OG on an OB trade, and he said he wasn't all that moved. Like I'm not moved. The Knicks are better. They're certainly better defensively. And Anobi doesn't require the ball the way R.J. Barrett does. He's a better three-point shooter and catch and shoot threes. Not only that, he's shooting like 44% from threes from the corner. So he doesn't need the ball as much, which frees the ball up for Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. I'm not sure about Julius Randle come playoff time. And, and you know, when he's that, when he when he's that formidable option, I needed a third guy. You've improved defensively. I don't have any problem with Barrett being gone. I get it. I don't think he worked in that particular situation, even though I'm hopeful for his future in the NBA. 
Emmanuel quickly, I did not want to lose. Right. I did not want to lose this kid. Yeah. Okay, he is going to, he is special. Yeah. And he's the runner for sixth man of the year last season. The brother can ball. Yeah. And not having him there, to me, puts a lot more on Jalen Brunson. It gives Thibodeau an excuse to go with like seven and just run you into the ground and have yeah. you fatigued come yeah. playoff time. So that was when the trade happened. Uh, then you go on Twitter last night, and here's our guy Stephen A. Smith. Ah, I can't deny it. I'm starting to get excited about my New York Knicks. Even with Julius Randle struggling tonight, uh, New York beat the Sixers by 36, and he tagged the wrong Julius Randle. Because I'm looking at this tweet, and it says, Julius Randle MVP. There's no shot that Julius is going to have MVP in his Twitter name. No shot. So he, he tagged like a Julius Randle fan page. But... Uh, even with Julius Randle struggling tonight, New York beat the Sixers by 36. This is the kind of performance that can make me feel it. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. Go, New York. Go, New York. Go. We've got Jalen Brunson, baby. Hell yeah. That was Stephen A. Smith last thing. So he's changing his tune a bit on the trade. They're 3-0 since making this move. I understand the, the reservations about giving up quickly because I do feel like, uh, especially with what he brought to the team, that firepower off the bench, you're going to miss that. And I also wonder if he could have been utilized in a bigger deal. Like, that was your best trade asset. The Knicks were never going to re-sign him just because, like, you're not going to give all that money to a backup point guard. And Jalen's so good, there's just no room for IQ to thrive the way that he wants. I, I, I just look at this and say, are you going to regret not holding on to him um, in, in hopes of facilitating a bigger move? But we'll see. You, can, you can't judge that yet. The, the Knicks have... A plethora of draft picks. You've got like Detroit, Washington, Dallas, Milwaukee are all going to, you know, once protections get removed, are going to owe you a pick at some point. And then you, you'll have some other trade pieces. So we'll see what happens. 800-919-3776. Here's uh, Isaac in Queens. What's up, Isaac? Hey, what's up, brother? Thank you. Happy New Year. Uh, I was going to actually chime in on, on the playoff uh, conversation, but then we kind of switched over to – the whole uh, the Randall topic, Stephen A. Smith and the Knicks. Um, but, you know, back to the playoff conversation, I say, you know, and I want to, you know, let me know what you think as well, but we should finish roughly uh, the fourth or fifth seed. So you're looking at a first-round uh, playoff um, round against, what, uh, Orlando, uh, Indiana maybe. And then the second round is more than likely going to be um, up against like Boston. So yeah, like, it's going to be Milwaukee like, or Boston in round two. Yeah, yeah. And the Boston the, the Boston matchup is very difficult with, with all the guards that they have, Drew Holiday, Derek White, and then you got the forwards like like Kristaps, Tatum, and Brown. Like and Horford. way yeah. too much. It's yeah, much they've, like, they've like got so much firepower, man, on both ends yeah, of the and then Yeah, and then when we're on the offensive end, there's – so many people that can switch and still guard the positions. Like, it's not really a good matchup. But my other thing is, is that um, I kind of look look at Randall as like a, you know, like a scorer, a power piece. But like, you know, m mentally and uh, um, the IQ sometimes when he runs into double teams and then you know complain on a, on a on like a fast break to the refs. Yeah, that's the, the body language. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're, 
Yeah, like the little things like that in the playoffs, like you can't have. You know, Those that get magnified. You're, you're right, Isaac, and I appreciate the call. we got to hit a break here soon because uh, Justin Termin's going to join us. But you, you're right when you say those things become magnified and, and when the expectations are heightened in the thick of a playoff series when you're going up against, you know, the Celtics or the Bucks or the Sixers and every single moment is glaring. Like that be- like that happened in a game against the Bucks earlier this season where he was frustrated, didn't get back on the play, and then Dame comes and he's got an and one and essentially iced the game. So those small things need to be corrected. But I am excited about watching him in, in this with this group in his third playoff run. I, I want to see what he becomes. 800-919-3776. We'll get back to your phone calls. Justin Turman, the NBA Raiders, is going to join us next. React to last night's game. Go big picture in the Eastern Conference and expectations for the Knicks. I know he's got some strong thoughts as well on you know what happened with the Nets. They got fined this past week uh, for uh, bent that 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 mess that they did where they just benched everyone. So we'll get to a lot, whole lot on the table. Justin, turn me next right here on ninety eight seven ESPN. This.